Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to What a Waste podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe on YouTube and on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. Leave a review. Thanks you, thank you for listening, and uh, welcome back once again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was our most professional intro. I feel, I feel like you were, like, shocked. I was looking at every camera. Yeah, you were like, like I don't know. <laughs> Um, uh, Tyler just got back from, um, spreading the good word. <laughs> she's saying it. She's been saying the whole time we were setting up that I look like a youth pastor and I don't appreciate it. Yep. Um, what do you look like now? <laughs> um, well, yesterday someone at the Laugh Factory who I won't name, but who won a Stanley Cup, um, <laughs> told me I look like I work for a nonprofit. Uh-huh. Which just say the slur that you have in your head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I well on for for me you look like someone that is uh like working a booth at a street fair. <laughs> Thank you. Like you're selling some sort of thing that you made, you know? Some sort of polymer clay earring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then now, now I know that you just have a business. Well, the in thing mind. was, yesterday I was I had come from uh, someone's birthday softball game, and oh, uh, yeah. was no, not the one you're thinking of, oh, someone okay. else's, and uh, <laughs> a lot of birthday right. softball games. Yeah, and um, and so I was wearing like sweatpants and a sweatshirt and no makeup, and I was like, yeah, I look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also intentionally said, "I'm not hitting on you." <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not hitting on. I promise I'm not hitting on you, but you look poor. <laughs> like what? The fuck? Most people, when you insult them, would would think that you are hitting on them. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, "No, I want you to make clear that I'm not negging uh, you. <laughs> I'm just mean. I'm just saying this at face value. <laughs> I just actually believe this. Uh, so that's what we look like today. Um, yes, I do work for a nonprofit. So yep, it's true. <laughs> I how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh I had a nice little day yesterday. Sally and I went to a street fair. That's why I pulled that reference. Uh at the salt shed. Which oh, was you cool. went to that? Yeah, it was really fun. Like bought a little bought some clothes, like some little knickknacky things. That looked and fun. It was super fun. And uh yeah, so just kind of like bounced around to different places yesterday and then had a couple shows at the Lincoln Lounge. So I love it. I'm good. Woke up today, watched the Premier League final day, and uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm loving life. <laughs> Feel amazing. She she just told me in the elevator up here that she's finally over her breakup that was <laughs> nine months ago. <laughs> she's just starting to actually process it. <laughs> Is that okay to say? I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're here to talk about the matters of the heart. Yeah. Um, cause we're about to st- talk about matters of the heart stopping cemeteries, cemeteries. Ooh, that's a fun one. But I yeah. bet, I bet that you're pro Episode cemeteries, pro cemeteries. Yeah. 
no. <laughs> Believe it or not. I know, I know. I feel about cemeteries the way I do about golf courses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, feeling yeah. amazing. I have um, been decorating my apartment with mostly uh, secondhand stuff. Not on purpose, mostly because I can't afford firsthand stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> isn't that how life goes? Right. And, well, uh, you don't need much. You you already have the bed uh, for your phone. That's, that's a good, true. That's all I need. That's a big piece the of The only thing in my apartment is my phone bed. <laughs> You're sleeping on it. Yeah. You're just laying just on the floor head. with just your head on it, <laughs> and your phone is like, "What the fuck, man?" Your it's phone summer has to in sleep Chicago. It's beautiful. I played s- softball yesterday with friends. Yeah. I went to cookout. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's beautiful. I'm biking around. It's lovely out. Lovely. The vibes are good. The vibes are high. Um, and I love my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it is yours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, love the summer. It's uh, really hard to sell tickets in the <laughs> summer, I'm finding. <laughs> it really fucking is not easy to do. So um, if you're going to be a... Comedy in, is not... Po- is not, it's not er, good. Summer is not comedy season. It's not good in the it's summer. Uh, that said, if you live in Minneapolis, please, for the love of God, buy a ticket. <laughs> Come to the show. Uh, or Columbus or... Um, Chicago also July third, uh, please yeah, please come big to that. Zanies before Tyler yeah, which moves. we should also start doing by the way is plugging more often. Plugging. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it at That's the end idea. more uh, specifically. Well, but yeah, so what do we got? Today? <laughs> what do we got today, Lucia? Um, have you created a death plan yet? Uh, no, I have not. Um, I don't have a will. Uh, I don't have any assets. Uh, so I haven't really seen the need. Uh. But have you? Um, I have had a general concept that I would like my body to be thrown into the Chicago River. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, just that's with no preparation. Just no. like, oh, she's gone. Yeah. Dump her. Yeah. That's what you want? Let some sort of mystery be solved. <clears throat> well, there's not really any mystery. She told us to dump her in the river, and now there she goes. <laughs> what mystery are you talking about? Um, the mystery of why the fuck you want that? Because that, w- that would well, take a while. The reason I like that is it is the most sustainable thing you could do with my body. Um. <laughs> it's not sustainable to the kids that are on kayaks in the river that see you f- your bloated corpse yeah, floating by. <laughs> <laughs> bloated corpse is this, funny. This, <laughs> well, you know, this doing this research for this episode actually helped me get more clear on it. Because I think I always used to say, like, well, I'd probably want to be cremated uh-huh. um, or turned into a tree, which is a very popular thing. I've heard um, of that. But there are, there are different types of things that you can do. Um, and so we're going to talk about the history of cemeteries. Let's go. Uh, why they're bad for the environment. Why mm-hmm. how we do it is sort of stupid. And all the options you have to plan for your end of life. Which we should be doing because death is inevitable. Yes. That's our podcast. <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> death is inevitable. This is a comedy podcast. Death is inevitable. <laughs> everything we do is... Memento da- Mori. Everything we do is dancing around the fact that it's around the corner. Mm-hmm. And we need to be thinking about it more. How often do you think about death? Uh, like every day. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I mean, I have inc- uh, incredible anxiety. <laughs> so I'm actually getting a lot better at it because I've been more proactive about like my health like going mm-hmm. to the doctor and stuff but for years i would have like just a generalized anxiety around health and like 
any little like any little like weird feeling in my body i was like that's cancer or i'm uh, having a heart attack right now or just i mean i have like panic attacks too i'm a lot less now i'm again being proactive about it but it uh i i would have a lot of struggle back and forth about like knowing that i was having a panic attack mm. and knowing that that's what it was but still having like being worried that it's nope this one actually is a heart attack you know he's a hyper aware king yeah i was <laughs> it was it, yeah it was tough but i i do think about it a lot in terms of just like like I'm I'm reframing it now whereas I for a long time I was like this is right literally right around the corner like I could die oh, any moment. Wow. And then now I'm thinking about it more of like I, I'm just push it's actually I'm like I'm actually pretty young and healthy, you know, and I'm so I'm I think that's a better <laughs> People in their 30s keep telling me I'm a baby and that has really been helping me. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, it really reframe. is crazy. When people in their 20s are like, oh, God, are all like fidgety about life. And I'm like, you're just wait, you're fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone was like 25. I was talking to this week and they, I was they were like worried about their place in comedy. And I'm like, just fucking child. keep going. <laughs> Stop worrying so much and just you'll be fine but yeah i'm just i've i've pushed out the horizon of my like and i'm not that worried about it right now because it's more like i i feel i i've gotten like literally the numbers and everything and i'm like oh i'm actually okay that is interesting i actually haven't thought much about how if you trace most anxiety it is death like my anxiety is all i love my life so much and i love everyone in it and I, I truly love life. There's so much I want to do. That's all my anxiety is I feel like there's not enough time in the day. Right. I, I resent the fact that I have to sleep. And mm-hmm. I think it's actually an anxiety about like the end is inevitable. Yeah. 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 You're <laughs> just trying to, in. you're just trying to, uh, yeah, but, but I do want to be uh, immortal. Yeah. But also life is full of suffering. <laughs> So what you're telling us <laughs> is you have a stable relationship with death. Well, I've been trying to read more about it because it is comforting just to remember like, oh, yeah, we're going to die. It's a very yeah. perspective shifting. Well, what it's is like it? Memento Mori? Me- Memento Mori. I, have, Memento I Mori. had a friend who got that tattooed on him when I was in like high school. And oh, I so was he's like, a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he's a sweet guy. But uh, I thought it was a bit much <laughs> at the time, and I kind of still do. But... I do think it is a, a, a it is. an important thing to like. I don't think you should be terrified. I think that you should like I, when people say that you should think about it. They're talking about like contemplate it, like think about how you know the cycle of life and death and like your all your worries and everything that 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 part is really helpful actually. Mm-hmm. Like everything that you're ever worried about is not going to matter yeah. <laughs> at some point and. Uh, but I don't really use it for that. I really just I, the way I think about that more is like um, everything that I've ever been worried about. I dealt with. That's how what I mm. remind myself when I'm really worried about something now. But you could use, you know, the end as that as well. The Stoics. Each their own. The Stoics like to talk about momentum a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's where. It but comes actually, from. thinking about, th- I think 
death and just like the cycles of life birth and death are very um very very related to sustainability because that's all eco like you can learn a lot about that just from like gardening is it's a huge part of life and capitalism actually i think really operates as if we're immortal and there are infinite resources and we have no we live in a boundless world and it's i think important death is a good restriction well when it was conceptualized we did like when capitalism was uh, like thought up uh the world was kind of boundless like we had they literally didn't know what was on the other side of the ocean turns out it was a an entire (laughs) array of civilizations and they were like yeah no (laughs) this is a blank slate but it was like you know the the amount of they couldn't possibly conceptualize that we would run out of something like run out of water they're like what (laughs) what are you talking about Mm -hmm. you know uh because they just saw endless everything but yeah we've run up against the end of uh our resources obviously so are and are catapulting towards that so why (laughs) why are cemeteries bad okay so why do you think they're bad tyler (laughs) I I think I mean if I'm I mean I'm guessing but I I you tipped your hand a little bit with the golf courses thing is it just a use of space that problem So it's a, yeah you, land use is a huge issue there are other there are other issues that I hadn't really thought about like um tox uh like wildlife basically not creating habitat for wildlife Mm -hmm. they're very curated areas uh cemeteries were actually in most cities like the first big public parks so they do provide a lot of green space but in terms of where we're at with population and human civilization they're not like the best use of space okay so we're going to talk a little bit about the history of cemeteries believe it or not uh what the eco-friendly alternatives are, the issues with those, as there usually are issues with those, yeah. um, what we're doing. Okay, so basing this all around, some news that um, in the Homer Township in Illinois, um, they have proposed a cemetery that would include natural eco-friendly burials with no caskets, and residents are very concerned about private water wells being contaminated um, and the drinking supply. Okay. So, according to the Cemeteries Project website, um, the Muslim Ummah Cemetery would be built on 40 acres and could accommodate 24,000 graves and would be open to all Muslims um, who want to be buried there. The burials will be natural and environmentally friendly. Um, The bodies would not be embalmed. There would be no need for a traditional cement liner or casket. And the deceased body would be wrapped in a biodegradable shroud and placed directly into the earth in compliance with the practices of Sunnah or traditional Islamic customs. Um, So. And the the residents, and this is in Homer Township. Yeah. Where is that close to Chicago? Yeah, it's in the region. Okay. Uh, And the residents around there are that aren't involved with this are having a problem and they're worried about water. Yeah. So they think, so the general conclusion is that, uh, the cemetery would have little risk on the ground to the groundwater. And, um, this is from like 
this is the the like scientific side yeah like not the, just yeah <laughs> speculation yeah they're like we think it seems fine intuitively <laughs> based on my intuition um yeah. but some residents have cited studies done by um scientists in the united kingdom that um that say you should limit groundwater or no you should limit human wait (laughs) glad you're prepared that human burials (laughs) should not be done within 250 meters about 820 feet of any well where water is intended for human consumption or used in food production okay um a study by the world health organization concluded that the pollution potential from cemeteries is present, but in a well-managed cemetery with suitable soil conditions and drainage arrangements, the risk is probably slight. So it would probably okay. be fine. Yeah. But so this is like going to be a bigger conversation as people are trying to create better land use strategies for cemeteries. People. Right. There's a reason we embalm bodies and put them in caskets. And is, <clears throat> is it more that, is it more about pr- uh, protecting the environment around it, or is it more about preserving the body, like for like people's peace of mind, like my, per, you know, whatever relation you have to all, oh, like my gra- grandfather's not wasting away. Is it more that? Huh. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we come up against the against the edge of I your. I love when research. we do that within five minutes of me having started. <laughs> Sorry, my questions both. are too good. <laughs> it's for both. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I mean that's like. I think that a big problem is people's like uh, conception and like worry about wasting away and it's like yeah. it's not you i can't anymore. wait to waste away put my bones it, in the ground yeah <laughs> i also don't believe you by the way you're you, you talk all this shit about oh i'm gonna be so peaceful you're gonna be squirming you're gonna be like no i want to play softball again <laughs> don't believe you that you're this peaceful because <laughs> like two weeks ago you were like yeah, I'm really over this breakup thing. And then now today in the elevator, I'm, I really think I'm actually starting to process this now by writing a joke about it. I'm very at peace with the cycle of death and life. <laughs> Gritting teeth. Um, yeah, no, I'm actually not sure how much of this is a front. <laughs> That's okay. It's all... I also don't, I don't believe anyone either way most of the time about this. I don't think you can know how it pees you are with death until you are at its doorstep. Yeah, you're going to. I mean, I am at its doorstep all the time because I bike around the city of Chicago. (laughs) I'm constantly almost being hit by a car. That's terrifying. Um, Okay. So the word cemetery has its origins in the Greek word for sleeping place and is land meant for burial. Um, It was originally applied to the Roman catacombs. Um, and like I said earlier, cemeteries were in many ways the first public parks and accessible green spaces, and um, they bring together disparate states of life and death, nature and culture. So now you're for them. Yeah. Now, now, this is like you're a tour guide of the catacombs. <laughs> so here's a brief overview of the history of cemeteries. So prehistoric burial sites. Um, the, the earliest evidence of intentional burial comes from Neanderthal sites, suggesting that early humans had a concept of life after death. Um, prehistoric burial sites were often communal and included various burial practices. What do practices. you think about that? 
Life after death, what do you believe? I mean, what do you think I believe? <laughs> <laughs> I think that you believe something like uh, your spirit goes on or something. I know. I definitely think that something happens. I've had uh-huh. enough spooky experiences with pe- close people who have died. I've had a lot of young death. Go on. Okay. I've had many. I've had quite a few friends. What's spooky fi- part? <clears throat> um, like, right. So I had three friends from high school die. Or no, two friends from I'm high sorry. school die. And then one, my, my step cousin died in a really... Uh, like tragic way and then right after my grandpa died just stuff happening like uh, like right after my grandpa died uh, there was a radio in the room where he was staying and it Mm -hmm. only ever played smooth jazz and then like five minutes after he died his favorite song of all time was moon river and mm. moon river started playing like, wow. yeah. And That's just crazy. stuff like that where I'm like, there's some, there, I think there's something mm. I think the, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I all. like to think that there's re I, I do. I have a, I feel like we reincarnate and I hope not. Cause I don't want to have to come back, but <laughs> cause your life is so perfect now. My life is so perfect, but you know, I, I don't think, I think I'm alive in an absolutely wonderful time oh, and yeah. I have a blessed human life and you don't have a choice. I don't know what I would come back as. Yeah. Um, or what the state of the earth would be like. Yeah. But it's uh, not improving. But I like to think that there is something and it's more blissful. It's a more blissful spiritual experience. Uh huh. Yeah. But I don't have any sort of certainty around that. Right. I don't, I feel like something happens. <laughs> right. You go somewhere, and also because we've been doing this for all of human history, and yeah. there, and all world religions have some sort of transferring the spirit on. Yeah, I think that I think that a lot of the traditions too are about uh, putting you back into being a part of just a, of like. the world you know Mm. like i think that that's like part of the symbolism of like burial is like you're in the earth now like you're a part of the world again you don't have to be you don't have to worry about being you anymore (laughs) you know like you just get to just kind of like just like let go of everything like that's kind of my sort of weird concept of it is that you just kind of like sink back into like existence you go like that you you go like this (laughs) and you don't have to like like, in harry potter when they go into the (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep exactly like that i don't know what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) but i think that you just kind of like uh don't have to worry about being you anymore (laughs) yeah i definitely think the personality disappears i think the personality and ego and everything that is most of this i i mean a more grounded perspective that i could have (laughs) is informed by just like ecology and principles of sustainability which is like if you look at a garden or you i mean energy is neither created nor destroyed like everything goes back in to something yeah yeah yeah. even compost i mean yeah Look at compost. <laughs> look at everyone. Look at compost. Nothing, dis- nothing disappears. It's hard yeah. for me to believe that you just die and then it's blackness. 
you at least well, become a tree. It's not blackness because you're not there to perceive blackness. Like you're not w- there with your eyes closed forever. You know, you're not <laughs> anymore. That's my Prove concept it. of it. I don't know, but that's what I think is that you just aren't anymore. Yeah. So there's no experience of anything. And I don't think that that's a bad thing, you know? Yeah. So you're not around, like, it's not that, that weird between dreaming and not. Are you awake? Are you asleep? Are you dreaming? It's, I think that a lot of people's concept of death is that. Like, you're in this weird, but I, I just think you aren't anything <laughs> anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think it's absolutely inconceivable. Yeah, absolutely. I that's so. the beauty of human, the mystery of life. Yeah, it is fucking Life crazy. Life is a mystery. It's, it's insane. It. It's weird to think, like, actively think about. I actually don't think about it like this very often. Yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine if we talk about it every single day. <laughs> That's all of our podcast. <laughs> every episode, we just Remember bring... death. Hey, here's a comedy podcast. It's about death every time. <laughs> oh, great. That sounds funny. <laughs> that sounds really f- hilarious. But we'll give you some action items. Um, okay, so in ancient Egypt, uh, they, of course, are well known for their elaborate burial practices. That's what we should do. Just build everyone a pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> if, you wanna, if you really want to worry about using Yo, up space. Bring back the pyramids because that labor was very um, pro-human. Okay, so they constructed monumental tombs such as pyramids to house the bodies of pharaohs and nobles. These tombs contain not only the deceased but also numerous offerings and treasures to accompany them into the afterlife. Ancient Greece and Rome, um, those civilizations practiced burial although cremation became more prevalent in later Roman times. Cemeteries known as necropolises, I'm guessing I'm saying that wrong. Necropolis. Necropolises were located outside city walls and often included burial chambers. And then with the rise of Christianity in the Roman Empire, burial practices changed and Christians favored burial rather than cremation and cemeteries were established near churches. Okay. Um, And these early Christian burial sites became known as churchyards. And so this is where it starts getting important uh, environmentally because whenever floods with growing urbanizations the overcrowding of churchyards became an issue so during the middle ages churchyards continued to be the primary burial places tombstones and elaborate memorials became more common reflecting the social status of the deceased with growing urbanization overcrowding and churchyards became an issue leading to the establishment of larger cemeteries outside city limits yeah there it is it is crazy when you go walk around a cemetery or you know drive past one and then there's a really elaborate um like tombstone things it's like a monument yeah to them that is a little much it's a little much it's a little much like what are we doing here i know it's like okay you're so you're rich <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i just want people to know that i was rich yeah. when i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> I just want I, I know I'm in the same place as everyone, but I do do want you to know that I I, uh, I made some good deals. You should watch alive. the most recent episode of Succession because it's very cemetery based. Ooh. Yeah. I'm Actually, it's all behind. about this. Yeah. Um, OK. Modern cemetery development in the 19th century. There was a significant shift in cemetery design and management. The rural cemetery movement originated in the United States and was established with the Mount Auburn Cemetery in 1831 in Massachusetts. And it emphasized creating park-like settings with landscaped gardens and ornate monuments. Um, And then that spread worldwide. And those are not affiliated with churches, obviously. I mean, there are some little 
maybe have you ever been chapels. to like a military one like arlington or anything no They're, i don't it's, think I have. it's wild it's 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 because it's all the same so it's very different than what we were just talking about of like one really big one and then one's just a stone like they're all all, little crosses. all the little crosses my grandpa's in a in a military one in florida and it's all it's not crosses i don't like i don't remember i haven't been in a long time but it's it's every single one is exactly the same and it's mm. like rolling hills and it's mm. it's actually nice it is yeah they are serene my dad loves going for runs through cemeteries that's morbid and weird I know. <laughs> my dad loves cemeteries that's he's a big cemetery memento guy. mori yeah memento mori but if that's the only part what a, actually you. exercising in a cemetery is pretty yeah not me that's getting <laughs> not me look at me look what i can do not still me. i'm in my sanctuary of equinox <laughs> Like no, that is funny. Like it, it running through a, a cemetery, like you're showing off to all the yeah, that's funny. all the <laughs> okay. Tyler's got a new joke. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> they can't. I can't. Oh, you can't use your body anymore. Well, look what I can do yeah. still. Oh, skeleton, look <laughs> weak as all no joints, look right. bitch. Clickety <laughs> clackety, bitch. <laughs> look at all. <laughs> Look at the life in my veins. <laughs> okay, so before 1831, America had no cemeteries as we know them. People were buried, but graveyards as we know them didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, that one burial ground in Cambridge, Massachusetts, um, which is Mount Auburn, started the movement, this rural cemetery movement. Right. Um, and it's renowned for its picturesque, picturesque setting and beautiful gardens. And it has, there are a lot of... Um, prominent figures from american history there so in europe burial was always under the strict control of the church and initially burials were in mass graves until they decomposed and then the bones were removed to ostuaries along the walls of the cemetery or under the floor within the church people of importance were often mass graves yeah within the church itself with full stone inscriptions um which uh, like they do you know like the like when kings and queens are buried. Uh-huh. Um, those of higher influence were buried on the east side of the church to face the rising sun as they went to the hereafter. The next best real estate was on the south side of the church. Mm-hmm. Indigents, unknown travelers, undesirables, and stillborn babies, among others, were buried on the, <laughs> the north side. Oh those who could afford a headstone were usually Undesirables. <laughs> yeah. That's such a brutal catch-all term. <laughs> That's a, that's so sad, dude. Know. If you just realize one day that you're an undesirable, just in general, we don't desire, you know. Yeah, then you're <laughs> then you're hoping there's a there's an next life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're hoping for the love of God. I mean, not being a a royalty back then must have been fucking brutal. Yeah. God. Thank God now we're we're all royalty in America. Thank God now we're all e- so equal. Yeah. <laughs> So in the early 1800s, Europe had a dramatic increase in population and many churchyard burials what were century? 1800s. Yeah. Were gradually outlawed due to the overcrowding and recurring infectious diseases near the cemeteries. A flood was often disastrous, washing out layers of coffins and bodies into the surrounding neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, like that's like you getting <laughs> just but just all your friends and family just <laughs> Oh, there's Lucia. In some areas <laughs> in some areas skeletons were exhumed. Hey, I, she's a comedian. I know her. <laughs> Uh, skeletons were exhumed and moved to catacombs or ossuaries 
I think that's how you say it. Ossuaries to allow for more burials. O-S-S-U-A-R. Um, in the 18th century France, approximately 6 million skeletons were located, <laughs> were relocated to the catacombs of Paris. God. Um, and then, so like I've said a few times, in order to fix all these things, cemeteries started to move to the outer limits of right. cities. Right. Um, so... In the 1830s, when the rural cemetery movement was evolving, having a picnic in the local cemetery became a popular thing to do. And uh, yeah, that's cemeteries were the fun. closest things that a lot of people had to parks. Right. Um, it's the only non-industrial cities kind of space. Mm-hmm. And it was a tranquil setting. And um, the elab- so elaborate entrance gates in cemeteries are a way- are a symbolic way to separate the living from the dead and to make you think about how you're entering a tranquil meditative space right. with your loved ones and your enemies. <laughs> that would be such a yeah. Do you have any enemies whose graves you visit? No, I don't visit a lot of graves in general. <laughs> You don't make a habit of it? No. You don't go for runs with your dad? I don't have people buried nearby. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I haven't gone to... I haven't been to a cemetery in years. I had a lot of... I A lot of relatives when I was in my, like, teens passed. Mm. And so now... but th- So I was at, like, a lot of funerals, a lot of graveyards. So I think I lost the so taste for it. You're over it now. Yeah, now I'm... <laughs> that's old news for me. Yeah, I, uh, my mom used to make us go every single year, um, right before Christmas Eve dinner to see my grandpa's and it was always like, uh, yeah, we're going to go do the thing again. Yeah. yeah. Mom's going to cry for a second, we're gonna <laughs> go. but I know that's going to be me one day. Maybe. Yeah. That I is a nice thing to do, but it's, it's a nice thing to do, but right when you're hungry, <laughs> going to a cemetery is like grocery shopping. Don't do it when mom, you're hungry. Can we, can we eat first? <laughs> No. no, we're fasting like the Polish do for some reason to fuck about stuff. <laughs> you, you did have a weird upbringing. You definitely did. <laughs> um, okay, so people interacted with death differently in the 19th and 20th centuries. In the 19th century, people would die at home often, and funerals would happen at home. So a middle-class house... is wild. Isn't it? Like, yeah. a middle-class house would typically have two parlors, a front parlor and a back parlor. The front parlor was a special formal room where you'd have major family rituals like marriages and funerals. Oh, that's so sad weird. to get married at home. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, if you got a nice little... No, things, that sucks. That sucks. It is Don't interesting it. that, like, people... Like, we've really removed ourselves from death in our culture. Like... Oh, yeah. We do not... Well, because we're also so afraid of haunting, you know? So it's like you don't want someone to die in your house. Are we? I'm not afraid of that at all. I definitely am. I, I'm not... I could not... A would, that house. thought would not enter my brain at all. I would just be like, it would be strange to have someone die in your house. But like, if someone died in this apartment, I wouldn't give a fuck. Really? No, oh, it would I creep give me a out. Shit. But that's because it's a thing, I think, where we try to put our our dead in hospitals. Yeah. No, I mean, that is we weird. We try not to deal with death. Yeah. That sucks to die in a fucking hospital, though. Yeah. To be in a, because every time I'm in a hospital, I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And to be in a hospital and be like, I'm never leaving. I can't imagine that. 
That would be so horrific. But a, a, lot, a lot of my family have gone in hospice, yeah. which is nice. Which is at like home, right? They, well, it can be either at home or they do, like they at have the centers. Hospital, yeah. But it's not at a hospice. I'm or sure some a, are connected to hospitals. I think my grandma had hospice like a, at like a nursing home. Yeah, basically like that. And they just do everything to make them comfortable and you can go visit and everything. And But yeah, it's just like, this is this is the end of the road here. Yeah. But it's let's make it nice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's make them comfortable but let's have a stranger watching over you yeah um okay so in keith egner's book cemeteries really left nothing to the imagination there <laughs> um <laughs> he talks about the design of cemeteries where burial isn't just about celebrating the dead it's about containing the dead keeping them out of the realm of the living which is why cemeteries were removed from cities um we would like to go into their world when it's convenient for us um mm. And yeah, they're designed to intentionally make you feel like you're leaving the mundane world behind. And they're designed in such an elaborate way that it's like a city for the dead. Okay. Um, so back to the concept that, right? of parks, the great rural cemeteries were built at a time, like I said, when there weren't many public parks um, or art museums or botanical gardens in major American cities. And then you had these large pieces of ground with beautiful sculptures and art and people would flock there for picnics, hunting, shooting, and carriage racing right over all those skeletons. <laughs> um, these places became so popular that not only were guidebooks issued to guide visitors, but also... I'll, ra I'll race you to grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So, that's the history of cemeteries. Sort of interesting. Hadn't yeah. thought much about that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that we did. we would just do it the most convenient place and then oh shit, these bodies are piling up yeah. and contaminating everything. We got to move this to the rural places. So yeah. Makes perfect sense. So even with having removed them from cities, there's still major land use issues. So they require a significant amount of land for burial plots, which can lead to the loss of natural habitats, deforestation and disruption of ecosystems. Mm -hmm. um, there's growing loss of, there's a growing concern about the loss of green space due to cemetery expansion, groundwater contamination, um, traditional burial practices involve embalming, which often includes the toxic use of chemicals such as formaldehyde. And over time, those chemicals can leach into the soil and potentially contaminate groundwater sources. Right. So that's like what's actually contaminating. It's not just the decomposition yeah it's the chemicals it's tons of chemicals right 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 the they're just soaked in formaldehyde yeah Ugh, God. gross and also i mean i'm guessing well it depends what kind of i'm making this up so fact check one day um but <laughs> also like the 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 coffins we use aren't just pure wood either they're mm. you know they're varnished and stuff <laughs> um okay i loved watching you do. i i <laughs> She looked at me like for help for a second <laughs> and I was like, nope, nope, you're yep, gonna, you, you, you locked me in the dust. You started, <laughs> you absolutely just, they're not pure wood, you know? And I'm like, you watched me not on. make that train. <laughs> I'm sprinting yeah. for the train. Yeah. Here. And I, all I had to, yeah. Like the elevator, <laughs> like oh, I could have just gone like this <laughs> and you're, and I was like, nope, I'm you're going to have to catch the next one. <laughs> um, okay. Resource consumption is an issue. The maintenance of lawns, landscaping, and infrastructure within cemeteries require resources like water, fertilizers, and energy, as along with heavy God, machinery so for sad. maintenance. <laughs> it would be so sad to go to the cemetery to 
see your loved one and it's just hasn't been mowed <laughs> it's just like overgrown and that's how i'd like it oh be sad um non-biodegradable materials many burial practices involve the use of non-biodegradable materials such as concrete burial vaults or tombstones made of non-eco-friendly materials like granite or marble these materials contribute to waste generation and can have a lasting impact on the well, environment. Why why is a, a rock a problem to be there? I don't get that. I think it's more the sourcing of them when everybody oh, right, right, when right, every right. single human needs a giant marble <laughs> tomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> um, embodied energy. The production of materials used in cemetery infrastructure such as concrete or metal requires energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and lack of biodiversity. So this is a lot like the golf courses, um, manicured lawns and limited vegetation in traditional cemeteries do not provide diverse habitats for wildlife. Um, and this can negatively impact local biodiversity, including insects, birds, and other small animals. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that cremation is environmentally friendly, um, but it also has some harmful <laughs> impacts. So energy Great. consumption, <laughs> it requires... It's all, it's all good news on this podcast. <laughs> it requires a significant amount of energy to reach the necessary temperatures for the process. Yeah. The burning of fossil fuels such as natural gas or propane is commanly used to generate the right, high heat right, required. Right, right, right. Um, it also contributes I, to carbon I, dioxide I, emissions. How about this too? Like the when you're when all these people are buried and they're like embalmed and uh they're not biodegrading because they're in this you know that's like you know like you said energy is not created or destroyed but that's a lot of like pent up potential like that's a lot of carbon that is not being put back into the ecosystem right yeah like that's a lot you know if you just were buried as is you're gonna biodegrade you're and the the world is going to take back all that, the stuff that makes you. Why are we embalming people? Stop that. Well, that's the Stop thing is I think, I think people want. It's like giving someone Botox when they're dead. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just let it disappear. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think that's the thing is like people want to go like grandpa is in there and he's, he's not. <laughs> he's not, dude. But so, yeah, I, I think that that's a that's a that's a, something that I think is just the silly part of it. You know, like that, like wanting to preserve a person's body like, as if it's preser- preserving them. Like, I think that you obviously want to treat it with respect, treat the person's like vessel with yeah. like respect. And I think the ritual around like burying someone or doing, you know, these ceremonies is good for the people that are you know still it living supports the grieving process yeah but i don't i think this like silly i think this preservation thing is silly yeah well that's why so many cultures burn the bodies on pyres bring that yeah. back that's fucking cool yeah push you out and then just shoot a fucking flaming arrow viking viking, viking funeral. funeral that's sick uh okay is that, more is that what you want yeah you want that or just literally just toss you no i think i want to become a tree or something we'll talk more about that yeah. okay so uh a few more issues with uh cremation that you haven't thought about air pollution the combustion process during cremation releases various emissions including carbon dioxide carbon monoxide nitrogen oxide sulfur dioxide and volatile organic compounds um and while modern cremator 
crematoriums employ filtration systems to minimize emissions. Some pollutants may still be released into the atmosphere. Uh-huh. I didn't think about or know about this. Mercury, mercury emissions, dental amalgam fillings, which contain mercury, can contribute to mercury emissions during cremation. Uh, I don't like that there's mercury in fillings. I know. Hello. Hi. Talking about death. <laughs> Um, mercury vapor can be released into the air when dental amalgam is heated, posing a risk to air quality. Ugh. And then non-biodegradable materials, um, like the use of non-eco-friendly urns, and um, the heat island effect. Crematoriums often produce excess heat during the cremation process, which can contribute to the heat island effect in urban areas. Um, heat island effect? Yeah. What? Do you know what that Not is? Th- yeah. So I don't know what that is. Because there's so much concrete and not and materials that don't absorb that don't absorb heat like in the ground, uh, c- cities are a lot hotter. Right. So that's why like areas of the city that have more tree canopy coverage are co- cooler. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like we talked about in our other episode. Yep. Memory. Tr- when trees are racist. Memory is a beautiful part of being a human. <laughs> Um, so to, mi- <laughs> to mitigate the environmental impact of cremation, here are some things that could be done. Um, eco-friendly cremation technologies, um, are available like electric cremation or high efficiency cremators, mm-hmm. um, carbon offsetting. Some funeral homes, um, offer carbon offset programs and there are alternative cremation methods such as aquamation, water cremation, which we're going to talk about. Um, that I've never heard of. Yeah. So aquamation is, which is also called alkaline hydrolysis or water cremation is an alternative to, to the traditional style. It uses water, heat and alkaline chemicals to accelerate the natural decomposition process. And it's considered more environmentally friendly. Um, and it doesn't produce emissions or release harmful chemicals. Um, you could also have a natural burial. (laughs) It's done by the fucking characters in Breaking Bad. (laughs) (laughs) They just, (laughs) that's like, yeah, that's some serial killer shit. Like, just dissolving you. I don't like the term aquamation for some reason. I don't either. Um, it's like, uh, dignitized. Yeah. Tune in for more of my comedy to learn what that means. Yeah. Um, so the there's natural burials, also known as a green burial. And it is when the body is interred in a biodegradable coffin or shroud without embalming. And um, the burial site is often in a designated natural or woodland area, allowing for the decomposition of the body to occur naturally yeah. and contribute to the surrounding ecosystem. That's what I, I that's, that sounds good to me. That makes the most sense. And markers can be simple that, and natural. Would that be hard to do for everybody though, right? That's what I was wondering if like everyone could do it, that. Do that at scale sounds difficult. Yeah. Um, cremation with eco-friendly urns. That's sort of, uh, self-explanatory mm-hmm. memorial reefs are artificial structures made, um, from environmentally safe materials that incorporate cremated remains. These reefs are placed in oceans or bodies of water to create new marine habitats. That's cool too. Yeah. Um, memorial forests are dedicated areas where cremated remains can be scattered or barrier buried, allowing them to contribute to the growth of trees and the overall health of the forest. I like that one. Mm-hmm. And then home funerals and natural home burials. Um, in some areas, these are legal options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I was watching. I saw. I was watching some. There's this 
show on YouTube called Soft White Underbelly, and they and he he interviews like a bunch of people with addictions and like all this like pe- like sort of the the fringes of society, the the people that like we forget about, yeah. a lot of homeless people and stuff. And they were there was this like family in the in like West Virginia and like the mountains, and they were like inbred, like they were all had you know like various disabilities, and they they were like. Oh yeah, they were telling them about some family member, and then they just go, "Oh, he's right there," <laughs> and they just like point over, and it's just a like a rectangle that you could tell was like newer soil, and they're like, "Yeah, he's right there," and they just say, "Hey, they just buried him on the property." <laughs> How do crazy. we feel about that? Just, I mean, a family home. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Like, <laughs> they do what you want. You're. It's not gonna do anything. Why would I? have an opinion on it really like what they but that i mean you wouldn't be able to do that in like a suburban neighborhood yeah (laughs) that's not not, you couldn't tell anyone no no but (laughs) yeah i i i can understand why it's illegal because then then there's questions as to did they just die or did you (laughs) murder this person and just bury them on your in your backyard hey can i get a permit to just bury someone who died naturally (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're down at city hall hi could i have a permit to bury someone that definitely died on their own (laughs) natural causes yeah my my wife died of old age at 27 (laughs) can i get a permit to bury her in the back we're like yeah, well, you just got to fill out all these forms, but... Like, this is Oak Park, Illinois. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is my favorite option, is um, human compost. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Also known as uh, human recomposition, um, the body is gently, gently placed in a vessel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's being gently put, not just like, fucking get in there. <laughs> um, along with a mixture of organic materials like wood chip straw and other carbon rich materials. And then over yeah. the span of several weeks, it, natural decomposition takes place. Um, and Ugh. it's a whole process. I, I don't think anyone really cares that much about what the process is. Um, and then the final product is referred to as human compost. And families can keep it um, as a personal memorial or... Um, Donate it for use in ecological restoration projects. And I asked uh-huh. ChatGBT to write a joke about human compost. Okay. <laughs> it said, I said, please write a joke about human compost. And ChatGBT <laughs> said, sure, here's a lighthearted joke about human compost. <laughs> <laughs> Why did the environmentally conscious person choose human composting? Because they wanted to leave a sustainable impression even after they're pushing up daisies. So our jobs so are a, safe for now. So that's a sentence. <laughs> yeah. That's not a joke. Uh, but hey, look, this is this GPT thing is the future. It's it's very only getting smarter. By asking it to write that joke, I've gotten it made it better already. This is Chat GPT open micing six months. Right, ago. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very funny <laughs> for you to also to be. It's like you're such a you you've got such a breadth of. Uh, like you're you're like in the dirt with this composting stuff and then you're like using the most uh like technologically advanced piece of a like thing to to write your script about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just kind of throwing me for a loop i don't know <laughs> it's a weird juxtaposition i'm i i'm having fun with chat gbt as long as it's yeah. not murdering people yet yet 
<laughs> so it that was it. for a permit to bury all yeah. of us. <laughs> <laughs> what it has learned from our podcast. Can I bury every human in their own backyard? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that's okay with the city. So that cemetery is, that was a fun yeah. one. Yeah. So, I mean, all of those like more sustainable uh, options sound more realistic as well. Like mm. more like. They seem uh, more cost effective. Definitely that. That's another thing entirely that we didn't really touch on is how expensive it is. Mm. It's fucking very expensive to uh, just get buried. <laughs> it's like, just toss me in the river, yeah. dude. I'm not saving, putting money aside for that. Are you kidding me? No, I'm, I'm spending I'm ba- all my money. I'm barely keeping myself alive with the money. <laughs> yeah. We can barely pay our producer. So, <laughs> shout out Tyler. Okay. Tyler, good. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it, it's something, it's, it's one of these things where something has to, has to change like there's just no way when i see a cemetery in a city like there's a giant that giant cemetery up north here yeah i passed it on my way it's full (laughs) like so it's like it's under construction right now graceland there's there's just nothing there's nowhere to go yeah well there's just nowhere to go so there's something is gonna have to change so very interesting um i'm more i'm i'm more for changing that if we can just get rid of those get rid of all these cemeteries can we keep golf courses yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> for the love of interesting god interesting alternative yeah save or our golf courses turn golf burn. courses into cemeteries i'm fine with that too as long as they don't you know <laughs> you're not going into the bunker and you just like a guy's half his face starts showing wow. like through the sand you you're know? really not scared of ghosts huh no i'm not scared of ghosts at all i don't really i mean i I don't know but i also have no i don't have any experience with ghosts like i know people have that's really kind of the thing uh that um is if someone has a personal experience like with a ghost quote unquote you're never going to convince them otherwise yeah and i understand that but i just have none of that personally and i don't i believe in it too much that i don't want to i don't want to see one ever yeah i say i go i believe and i don't like this i don't like it <laughs> so stay away <laughs> you're actually scared you're like i can you're a little i shook right now um the only experience i've had personally with like ghost stuff is well first of all i've heard a lot of people so i just believe other people's experiences but um in my, i don't believe anyone's experience in my grandma's house my grandma and grandpa's house well i never met my grandpa he was a prisoner of war in world war ii not a fun guy um <laughs> can you believe his sense of humor was uh was a little jaded after that and so he died in my mom's childhood home and then my grandma my grandma didn't die there but so i was there all their old stuff is still there and their basement super creepy like there are jar like hand goods that my grandma made like in the 80s that are still down there that you would die if you ate yeah. and i was down there so sort of someone, messing around someone could Someone could take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the story is that you guys haven't cleaned up your yeah. grandpa's house little in by 30 little, years. Little by little. So anyway, I was down there once because I was visiting my aunt and I was sending like a joke video to my siblings and I was like, grandpa, grandpa, where are you? Uh-huh. And then I put it at a 
corner and like all the lights were out and on camera I was like grandpa and like this giant white orb came at the camera and I got this just this chill over my entire body and was like really freaked out yeah and then do you have this video no I deleted it it scared me too much okay so (laughs) I didn't want it on my phone there's a giant white orb (laughs) yeah I'm so confused. Like, like, as I said, Grandpa, this, like, giant... You know what an orb is? It's like when you take a photo and there's a little white... Or we'll Google it. Okay. Orbs are a thing. They, they show up in cemeteries a lot. Shut up, Tyler K. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm I'm on his side. I mean, he <laughs> so he, he doesn't believe that your grandpa was light uh, after that. Like, I, I think it was. I, I was literally like, Grandpa, and then it was like... Uh-huh. And it, fr- it sent chills down my spine for the rest of the day. On the f- phone you saw this? Or yes. in the life? In the phone? In the phone. Okay. Because all the lights were off. Okay. I mean, look, that's your experience. I'm not going to... Felt creepy to me. Yeah. But I'm not saying I saw a ghost, but that's just... It did not make me feel good. Right, right, right. And I said, if this is the most, and it, it's a member of my family. Did you run up the stairs yeah. and get out of there? Yeah. There? Yeah, I mean, that sounds scary. I don't know. I had a friend who uh, his his like stepdad was like an alcoholic. He would drink all day after work, and like he would sit in front of the couch, like on the on the floor, and just drink beer and watch uh, TV. And his uh, sister came home one day, and and they'd been like talking to him about this. Like his doctor was like, "You gotta stop drinking so much. Like you're gonna." He's like an older guy, and uh, he wasn't stopping, whatever. And so he was sitting there one day, and his sister came home, and walked in and like her room was to the right but she like glanced left and looked at him and she like like double like did a double take and saw like big black like like uh like a dementor like standing over him basically and she was like hey and he like turned and when he like turned his head it like dissipated or something but it fucking freaked her out and like so you know yeah I don't you believe don't, we that. We don't know. I also don't but believe that. Don't but I don't know. We also don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, that's our ghost story segment. Send in, send in your ghost story. <laughs> this would have probably been good for Halloween, but I was too excited. I want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> we could save it. I mean, but uh, all right. Well, thank you guys. Thank for you for listening. I listening. hope you enjoyed. Hope yeah. you learned. Tell three friends about the podcast. Come. I go to my website for tickets. I've me too. Many. many well, I think this will be after that but uh milwaukee tampa columbus chicago unless it's october uh, and cincinnati uh more florida stuff so go to my website and get tickets and yep. uh we'll see you out there on the road baby thank, thank you. you bye what a waste that was a good one